excited as Blair and Barker. Hey, one more sleep. Oh, and then excited? we have one more sleep. And then the season starts on uh, I'm done on talking Thursday. about what could be. Let's see it. Show me. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, I think so. You're picking the Chase to win the East. I am picking the wow. Chase to win the East. That's big. Well, it's going to tell you. You got to figure that's going to take you somewhere around that 96 win mark. You think they got that in them? <laughs> I think the uh, listen. I, the, the Yankees have got pitching issues. That's uh, the Yankees. Yeah, they're, they're, when everybody's healthy, they're really good. Yeah, that's right. They haven't won a World Series in. Oh, we're not talking about winning ages. the World Series. I didn't say. Did you pick the Yankees they, or not, the it's, Blue Jays to win the it, World it's Series? It's not like I said it, the American League East. It's not like the Yankees have won the American League East every year for the last twenty. I had Ninety nine wins last year. That's a lot of wins. We'll see. Anyhow, we'll have plenty of time to argue about that. Starting tomorrow when we're on for two hours and we can make our picks. and We'll see. Uh, well, I'm right and you're wrong. Not an argument. Maybe. Uh, the Jays have finalized their roster. And as I've been saying all along. <laughs> you picked it. Nathan Lucas has won the battle for the 26th man. Such as the battle was, has won the battle for the 26th man job. Uh, John Schneider just announcing that in, uh, where are they? Are they in Clearwater today? Yeah, they're in Clearwater to play the Phillies. And uh, that game, by the way, is on the radio. Um, I think it's an early start. Can you guys, I, I think it's like a 12, it's 12.05 start. Uh, and then the Jays will uh, get the hell out of Florida and go to St. Louis for an off day. John Schneider letting everyone know that Nathan Lucas has made the team. That was the final roster move. Otto Lopez has been optioned to AAA. I still, listen, I still think that the last guy in the team has got to be able to play the infield. However, Vinny Capra has been reassigned. Jay Jackson, the pitcher that everybody in the organization loves, has signed a split contract with the organization. I'm sure Jay looked around and said, these guys think I'm good, and signed a contract <laughs> with the Blue Jays. So he made a... Uh, he made a <laughs> That's a, not a, nice. Well, I'm, I'm sure They gave him over a million bucks. Didn't yeah, they? I know. Jay is, I am. No, oh, I'm, Jay, not, oh, I'm not being dismissive. Oh, doing all right. No, yeah, I, I'm not being, <laughs> no, I'm not being dismissive. I'm just thinking, I'm, what I mean is, I think Jay Jackson's Don't smart enough, Jay Don't Jackson's smart it. enough to realize that <laughs> he, up. you know, he's got some folks that like him. And, and hell, more power to him. Why, why should he go out into the, you know, the great, you know, the great wilderness and, and be looking for, for work again? No question. Anyhow, John Schneider talked to the media a couple of minutes ago about the decision to keep Nathan Lucas here and to send Otto Lopez down. Lance, can you play the clip? It's about a four-minute clip, so it's John Schneider in conversation with members of the media today. Final day. Yeah. <laughs> Is it exciting to maybe through? Yeah, you know, you get through, you know, get through today's game and, and hit the ground running. So looking back, it was a good camp. It was productive, um, but definitely ready to get the season going. How close are you to finalizing the 26 for opening day? Um, pretty darn. Um, um, told Nathan Lucas he's on our team, um, which is great for him. Um, tough decision, obviously, I think, when you kind of break it all down, but um, just really happy with the way he performed. Um, every phase of his game um, was where it should be, um, so he'll be coming with us. How do you kind of envision utilizing him over that first week of the season? We'll see. I mean, I think, you know, there's, you know, everyone's healthy right now, knock on wood. Um, you know, I think we trust him in the outfield. We trust him on the bases. Obviously, his at-bats have been great. Um, with the way we're built and constructed right now, it'll be in a probably here and there role to start, I think. Um, 
but you know, just excited that you know he's getting the, the chance at the major leagues. Is it helpful that he's like a true upgrade to that position? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, when you look at who we have out there now and how things may play out over the course of a game, um, you know, it's it's tough because you know versatility is big, and um, you know, I think having you know looking at kind of complementary things, um, defense bases, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, it wasn't really handedness, left or right-handed, but just kind of having, you know, someone that you really trust out there um, in, the, in the other phases as well. What was the conversation like with Otto? It was good. I mean, it was tough. You know, he did everything. You know, there was nothing more he could have done to, to break with us, I think. And, you know, when we start this whole thing out at the beginning of camp, it's really, you know, I tell the guys it's going to take contributions from everyone in the room, and, you know, he's going to be part of that at some point as well. So I think him playing consistently to where if there is a need, you know, I think that's also fair for those for those guys to not be maybe not playing as much and then be asked to do something. So um, it was tough because I think he's gotten his game to the point to where he can contribute at the major league level consistently. Um, and with how we are, you know, health and, and roster-wise now, it just wasn't the best fit for him. What do you think for, for Lucas? Like, what game situations would you put him into like would he be a pinch runner defensive replacement for someone yeah I think right those two off the bat yeah for sure and if it's a, a day where you know he's he's starting in the outfield against certain starting pitchers we feel fine with that too um, but you look at some of the regulars we have in there whether it's you know Kirk your belt that jump out where it's you need to you know flip them for a runner at some point uh, you know we feel comfortable with him it's not so much I think you know, base stealing, yeah, but also, you know, scoring from first on the double, things like that, uh, or scoring from second on a hit. So things like that, um, you know, having him out there, giving KK and George a blow, um, you know, you feel comfortable with him in all three spots too. Defensively, is there a position that he's best at in your mind? I think all three of them, you know, we've had him out there at all three. He's played all three. Um, center field, you know, you like that. I think left field is a good spot for him as well. Um, but, again, he's shown he can do all three, so that's, that's kind of what played into it too. Are you happy to have Jay Jackson back in the fold? Yes. Um, you know, yeah, happy with the way that kind of played out, um, and that he's, you know, he's back. Yeah, he's obviously numbers speak for themselves in spring, and has put himself on the map in terms of, okay, I can, I can get some high leverage outs probably with the stuff that I'm, I'm featuring. So yeah, happy to, happy to have him back. Yeah, I believe that's the plan right now. Um, I, I know he's going through a physical. That was Jay's manager, John Schneider, uh, earlier today, talking about uh, the decision to have Nathan Lucas make the team. Yeah, I, I don't want to say I'm shocked. Shock's the wrong word. I, I think John did ex- said exactly what he needed to say on why he's there. You know, the pinch running seems like a big deal for the 26 guy. Uh, if you're going to pinch hit, maybe you got a couple of righties uh, on the bench. You want to pinch hit for the center fielder or the left fielder. You can put him in either one of those spots late in the game. I think the defensive side of the ball, I don't want to say he's elite, but I think talking to Bud Budzinski the, the way I have, or Mark Budzinski, sorry, it's <laughs> he's a very good route runner. Uh, he's got a, a good enough arm to hit the cutoff guy. He's accurate with his arm. Uh, he catches balls he's supposed to catch. He can play center field, which is a big deal, I think. Uh, like John was saying there, I think, you know, he's okay in left field. You'd probably rather have him in right and center, but – See, to me, what this one of the things this does is uh, there's a couple of things that work here. First of all, it's a reminder that the health of Kevin Kiermeyer and George Springer. Huge. Huge. I mean, newsflash, Say it's it. huge. Huge. Secondly, to me, it pretty much it indicates that Whit Merrifield is going to sp- spend most of his time at second base for this team. 
Uh, unless, there's, unless there's a lefty throwing, and then you might see him a little bit more left field. But I'm with you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think that I think I think that that's very much the case. But to me, it comes down more than anything else to a little bit of just making sure you have depth in an area where you could get hurt. Let's just say it, Springer and Kiermaier. The odds of them playing 152. It ain't. Uh, it, it ain't. Just happening. say it. It ain't. Happening. It ain't happening. It ain't Even 152. I'm saying it's just not going to happen. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are gonna... so uh, that is a recognition of that. I think it's also a recognition, uh, and, and I'm sure Otto Lopez has probably figured this out. I mean, right now Santiago Espinal is a non is is not starting. He's a bench guy, and and if you're the Blue Jays, I guess the question came down to where's there more value taking a right-handed bat off the bench who is going to be your second right-handed bat off the bench or go with a guy in Nathan Lucas who will probably be your first left-handed bat off the bench, I would imagine, if Brandon Belt's in the lineup, probably be your first left-handed belt, uh, belt, left-handed, uh, bat off the bench and also can, can, uh, you know, can, can fill in in an area where you've got a couple of guys who are hurt. So, yeah, it makes sense. I, just philosophically, I, you know, I like... I'd rather have my last guy being an infielder. That's just me, but uh, I don't think anybody can sit here and say from anything we've heard or anything we've seen yeah, you got that, Otto Lo- that Otto Lopez is a better defensive outfielder than Nathan Lucas. B- Biz- you can't say that. No, Biggio's an infielder. Espinal's obviously an infielder. Uh, Whit Merrifield's an infielder. I think they have it covered, and I think you mentioned the word health. The outfield health is a we can't emphasize that enough. And I, it is huge. And I know one of the things that I keep thinking back to conversation I had last year with a couple of people in, in the organization. And yeah, I know we roll our eyes a lot of times at the high performance department and everything. But the fact of the matter is the way baseball is now, health is about being proactive as opposed to reactive. In other words, making sure your guys don't get hurt as opposed to, oh, my God, they're hurt. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. And I think especially in the year, early in the year, when the weather can be iffy, I I, I don't think there's anything really all, all that wrong with having Well, you look at your infielders. Nathan who, who, Lucas. Right? Who has a better chance of getting hurt, your outfielders or your infielders? Oh, oh yeah. With, oh, yes. With, so that, without that's, without that's, question. Without this is question. why this probably makes a little yeah. bit of sense. Now, now, if you're Nathan Lucas, you got to figure out how to hit velocity. Like, this is – I've done this, and I'm so happy for him. I can't imagine what that conversation is yeah, like. Yeah, let's talk – I mean, the this first is a guy who's been around – He's 28 years old. Like, the first time you hear this, uh, it's one thing to think it. Yeah. Oh, I got a decent chance. There's another thing of hearing your manager actually saying it to you out loud. Now I've never I've only made one team out of spring training and I knew I was making it when spring training started. I knew I was the guy. So the manager didn't walk up to me and tell me that. But I have, you know, when it's I've had conversations that matter like a manager's walked up and said, "You know, you're getting sent down. It's not my choice. You will be back." Those are conversations mm-hmm. that are nice to hear to actually hear John Snyder Say it out loud to Nathan Lucas. I can't imagine what was yeah. going on with him and the first person he's calling and just the butterflies you're getting. And then the reality hits Well, not, that I'm the 26th guy. Yeah, but And like, the 26th guy ain't going to play every day, and now no. you've got to figure out ways to adjust your game to keep yourself and, in the big leagues, let, which is the goal. Let's also be clear about this. There are going to be other 26 guys before the year no is question. over. Otto Lopez will be up here. I, I'll tell you what. Rob Brantley's going to be up here at some point but, catching this. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. 
and you're gonna need you're gonna need that extra but if you that extra guy and make it real tough for them to send you oh, down. Yeah. You may not be the guy. The point is, from what I've seen, his swing and those kind of things. You're sitting over there a couple of days. How do you shorten it up? How he do you looks do like things a, with your lower half? He looks like a low-maintenance dude. Uh, he he does, but you still got to figure it out. Yeah. Like, routine is a big deal when you're not an everyday player. Uh, so that's the decision with Nathan Lucas. A reminder, 12.07 today, the Jays' final game of the spring in Clearwater against the Phillies. I mean, <laughs> God knows you can't play enough games against the Philadelphia oh, Phillies. Boy. Jesus. The Jays played the Phillies yesterday, lost 5-2. Uh, we got to talk about Randy Rosenberg, my new favorite umpire, uh, ejecting JT Real Muto. And kudos to Real Muto for doing going off the field with the clenched what's he, fist. What's he supposed to do? I know. We'll talk about that later. Chris Bassett, uh, it, kind of an odd outing. First couple of villains, innings, Phillies had some really bizarre, uncomfortable swings against him. But Trey Turner also had a bomb uh, off Chris Bassett. And... Chris yeah. Bassett was using the pitch com. It appears now as if baseball is going to allow pitchers to use the pitch com, which we said, why not? If it's in the game, why not? And the pitchers want to. But he's kind of, he tinkered with it. He used it. And then uh, I believe in the third inning, Danny Jansen started calling pitches. I'm sure this is, listen, I'm sure this is the way it's going to be with, with Chris Bassett. Well, you hope not. This is the way it's going to be with Chris started. Bassett. Well, you're going to. There's going to be a lot of futzing should, around with you stuff. Have figured it out already. There's a lot of futzing around with Chris Bassett stuff. I think this is uh, this is this is Chris Bassett. Uh, Chris Bassett after the game yesterday talking about Pitchcom and talking about the Phillies. Two innings. I think I was worrying too much about like Pitchcom and stuff like that. Um, just got to go out there and compete um, and really get after. I thought, like I said, the first two innings. I don't think I was I was totally engaged with the hitter. I was more thinking, all right. How's the routine of like calling pitches and then also like actually pitching um, and just I guess you get pissed off at yourself a little bit and actually pitch. No, so like the first, like, not to totally break it down, but like the first the first inning like I can't really call a pitch while I'm on the mound. That was like the big problem was like I was like throwing myself out of a routine of being on the mound calling pitches and like all right let's like work my hands kind of thing. Um, and so, like, I started calling pitches off the mound and then getting on the mound. It's like, all right, compete. And then things kind of, like, fix itself, though. So um, when you're worried about all these things and you have Schwerber and Turner and all that up there, it's it's, it's gonna, not going to go well. So, like I said, when I step on the mound, I need to compete rather than worry about all the other crap. Yeah, I mean, I look up all the time, and it's 12, 12 13 seconds. I get the ball, and that the time's not the issue. It's just the, the timing of how I'm calling the pitches. Um, and again, like I said, you just got to compete. And I feel like I did a really bad job of that the first two innings. So there you go. Final start of spring yeah. training, Chris Bassett. So I, I yeah, can't say eight, I'm... There's eight of them. You should. Yeah. Now, I know what you're going to say. You should be shocked. This is a... Man. Is it, it could be a little too early for me to to, to Yeah, I think it's a little early. This wagon yeah. that I'm about to. I think it is. I don't even think, think it is. Yeah, let's stop the wagon right there. Okay. You know what? Just stick with stick. You got one foot on the Jose Barrios. You got, you you got, stick you on got, the Barrios maybe, wagon maybe right Maybe early now. in the game, eight's too many. Eight, eight, eight pitches is too many. At least I early just in the game. Until you get in the flow of the game, you figure out how guys are trying to attack you, what locations. He just – I look, I'm going to say this as nice as I can say it. He seems like a needy dude. I met him. I met him. He's a great dude. But, man. Uh, okay. 
I've never heard a uh, no, look, pitcher like, been described like, as being like, needy before. It's like, it's, I've been described it's as like being walk needy. Walk up the mound, get this. You've been around forever. Like I, what is it that? Yes, is that tough? I it, walk me, walk me off the plank. It's that tough. First of all, I'm sure I, some uh, infielders listen, are going. Hey, listen, it ain't. Yeah, yeah, it can't yeah, be not, that tough. No, you got first really of all, good stuff. First like, really, of all, really good stuff. No, first of all, there are a lot of pitchers out there trying to figure out how they can game this. How can they get in the pitcher or get in the hitter's head? Doesn't matter. It They're, doesn't. It, no. It doesn't? They're trying to figure out how to get in the hitter's head here. Are they uh, really? Yes, they uh, are. It doesn't sound They're like trying that to, to me. Get, and and, it and like also, that to you? Not, yes. It I mean, did. Max Scherzer said this. Max Scherzer said it. You always no you, offen- no you think Max Scherzer's to, to, God. No Max Scherzer said that. That he ain't Max Scherzer. No, but the point is, guys are trying to figure stuff out. I think what you heard Chris Bassett say: you call the pitch when you're not on the mound, and then you get on the mound and you execute. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm, again, I'll tell you. I'm more surprised that a dude like Jordan Romano hasn't had trouble with this. Yeah, he's got two pitches, as opposed, really. As a, yeah, but he's also got he's a lot of sliders. He's also a slow-ass Not worker. anymore. Well, anyhow, that that's Adapted what happened with Chris. That's what happened with Chris Bassett yesterday. You, you, I'll let you overreact. No, I'll let no, you overreact. I'm not overreacting. I'll let you he's panic. Got, he's oh, come you got on. Anything is gonna <laughs> anything is gonna take you away from dumping on Jose Barrios. That's fine. <laughs> That's oh, fine. He'll, he'll do that for us. Train your we fire. We won't have to do it. You for never him. do that on hitters. You pick on pitchers. No, you're that's, a typical former baseball player. True. You pick on pitchers. You got a thing about Pete pitchers. Walker said the same thing to me in spring training. He's right. He's right. <laughs> you got a thing about pitchers. You do. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're they're easy. They're Anyhow. they're they are they're an easy group to pick at, especially when you come out and say I'm a grown man. Right. I have no really idea when to push it and how many times to push it. All right. Well, anyhow, just walk there up you go. the mountain and push it. I'm just re- just reporting. What... I mean, good for him. Look. All right. He's let's, a big deal. Let's move on. I can't believe you did that. Let's move on to something we don't agree on, and that is yesterday's uh, oh, yesterday's ejection of, a lot of, of runs. Jace, stop it. Yesterday's ejection <laughs> of Phillies catcher J.T. Realmuto. Oh, I see what you by, did there. Just stop it by Randy Rosenberg. Uh, who? Can, please, just settle down. Oh, I'm fired. You got me fired up. Well, <laughs> Randy Rosenberg is an umpire. Randy Rosenberg is a Triple A umpire. He's a call up. He is. He's a call up umpire eligible for spring training games and is a fill in during the regular season. Anyhow, anyhow, yesterday against uh, the Jays game against the Phillies, uh, Craig Kimbrell's on the mound for the Phillies. JT Realmuto's behind the uh, behind the plate. Craig Kimbrell gets the uh, pitch clock violation nailed against him. He's chapped. And uh, JT Romuto does what he's down in his crouch. He reaches, he holds his glove to get the ball from the umpire. And then he puts the glove down. The umpire throws the ball there. It hits the ground. He ejects Romuto because he thinks he's trying to show him up. All right. Uh, JT Romuto, according to JT Romuto, the only thing I said to him was, and I quote, dude, I thought you were throwing the ball to the pitcher. Anyhow. The umpire said, I'm not going to buy that. He chases Real Muto. First time JT Real Muto has been tossed. Uh, and this is Dan, Dan, Dan Iasonia. No, he won't. Dan Iasonia was the crew chief. I love And that. Uh, Rosenberg was not available uh, after the game. In, in Major League Baseball, the crew chiefs address the situation. So let's just, I'm just going to read you quotes from Dan Iasonia, who's been around a, a long time. Oh, yeah. 
Quote, did Randy, that's the home plate umpire, act hastily? No. I believe Randy felt like the situation warranted an ejection, and that's what he did. Uh, Definitely something happened between Rosenberg and either Kimbrell or Rail Moodle from where I was. And then he says, I couldn't tell from my position at second base what was going on, but I knew it must be in relation to the pitch clock violation. Once I saw the ejection, I knew it was either Kimbrell or JT that got run. Uh, Real Mudo claims he didn't say anything to Rosenberg before or during the incident. Did Rosenberg tell Iasoni that Real Mudo said something improper? I love this is a good answer from an umpire. He didn't say that he said anything, but he didn't tell me he didn't say anything. So... There you go. And Jake, again, kudos to JT Real Middle. He walks off because of the full Rocky, oh, right? He's got he his fist raised in there. Free- and, and also kudos to him. If you're going to get run, second last spring training game, that's a good time to get oh, run because you're probably JT, tired anyway. JT, JT doesn't care. I don't even know what to say about this. I, I, you were the one that wanted to talk about I, yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't even know what. To, what do you say about this? Like, I just don't get it. Like, that big boy in the room thing, that's not even a conversation anymore. Like, I, I just don't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, again, this is this gets back to that that uh, the whole new rule thing. And I said this when this started. Oh, they man. need any to be they meaning the umpires the need umpire. to be the grown ups in the room. Oh, good luck. This is a jo- like this. This is laugh. I thought it was a joke when I saw it. Like I thought they were kidding. Well, they my, planned it. Well, you know what. <laughs> It's a, I, it's a joke. I want to remember. I, I I'm going to talk. Listen, I'm going to talk about the whole. Was it with the Raptors? Was it Scotty Barnes that got nailed for for? Uh, yeah, and I can't remember who I heard talking about this on our station. Uh, it might have been. It might have been Nick Kiprios actually from from Kipper and Born. Word. Here's the thing to remember. If an umpire says or a referee says. He heard something. Somebody said something to him. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, somebody said something so to you, him. So you, so you think you? What's his I, name? What's his name? I forgot his Randy name. Randy Rosenberg. Okay, if Randy, if Randy knew he he looks like a knob, you don't think he will come out and say you're not on a first name basis you, with him. You don't. Only you don't, I am. You don't. <laughs> you don't think if the way the optics are of this that you would come out and take up for yourself and say he said this, he said something that I didn't like. He's going to say that I would. Just because of the way I look on you probably TV, went, you and I'm been, trying to be a big league umpire. You wouldn't have been given the chance. I, I would have said it to my crew chief. Well, he did tell no, us, crew he chief. Why did he? Well, yeah. I would have made sure that he says the reason why I threw him out. Is I'm just read it, Kevin. Right, right, he didn't read really it. say that. Well, I just read it right he there. Said, he said he didn't know what he said. He didn't say nothing like it. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's... It's a, and you're just you, looking how for do you t- how do you take up for that? I'm not taking up are. for it. I'm just I'm not taking up for it. I'm just saying that. of the time, the player has said something or done something in the lead-up. Yes, in the lead-up to it. Oh, come on. You've been at the plate. I've heard you talk about about the crap you used to say to umpires. I would have run your ass, too, in the minors. I probably deserved it, and I didn't want to play. It's those 10-30 games. You'd want to play in one of those? Anyhow, I've heard you. Anyhow. I just thought it was funny, and and no, if I was Randy Rosenberg, I would not have run. The, I, I would not have. I would not have run JT Real Moodle. But I'm just saying, we'll never know. Put your hand over your mouth and say what you have to say. It gets back to the grown up in the room. Feel. You understand who's on the mound? 
Like, that's all you need to know. Say Craig Kimbrell. You, you, you know if you call a violation against him, he's going to run his mouth. Understand that. Maybe he shouldn't have run his mouth. Oh, okay. Like, again, <laughs> this gets back to my, when you do not hold a certain group of people accountable for certain things, like you do everybody else, it's, we they, they can afford to act the way they act. I'll just drop the mic and walk off because that's what I just did. It's, it's a fact. I've been in a batter's box. I, I, it's, it's impossible to take that group a lot of the time serious. Right. With, with Even in spring training, it's like, what, what's right. going on here? I understand you okay. you got just got called up because somebody got the flu or whatever the reason is. You're the home plate umpire because right. the main guys didn't want to do it because they're going to do it a bunch in the, in the regular I season. I will say this also. I'm going to say this as well. There were some uh, – Spring training, or anything, there were some interesting ball and balls and strikes decisions in that game. Dalton Varsho gave gave uh, gave the umpire the stink eye a couple of times in a couple of pitches. So, anyhow, I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's move on because I'm right, and there's no point in letting you just dig a deep. I don't know what you're right about. Between I don't, I have no between idea. absolutely dumping all over Chris Bassett and 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 really that's what you're and going handling with. And, I, and, I, and destroying I, destroying a young umpire. Destroying a young yeah, umpire's yeah, well, credibility yeah, in public. I'm sure, I'm I'm sure, sure we'll you see should him. Be, opening, you should be ashamed of yourself. Week, opening week. You should be ashamed Yankees of yourself. Red Sox. He'll be be behind the plate. Speaking of the Red Sox, Rob Bradford. See what I did there? Thank you. Rob Bradford of WEEI in Boston covers the Red Sox. We'll continue uh, our look around the American League East. <laughs> Rob Bradford joins us next. Can't and don't forget, you. questions for Barker on the back leg line, 416 Let's talk about it. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fans. Sportsnet 360, you can't are you. really You're annoying. Can't I can't you. handle two hours of this. Sportsnet 360, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> All right, 416-419-3959 is the back leg line. We'll take comments, questions for Barker at the end of the show. Reminder, we move to two hours tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. And uh, we will be making our picks tomorrow. I've tossed mine up or They should be up on the sportsnet.ca website along with Arden. And American League, ben you pick? And I picked the Blue Jays in the American League. No, 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 no. To go to the World Series? Oh, to go to the no! I picked the Astros. I went really off the board. Uh, I picked the Astros to go to the. They're World hard Series. not to pick. It's like the Braves. I did pick Kevin Gossman for the Cy Young Award. It's a good pick. Only because now, now that I, only because I know Passon did it. Um, not really. I was going to pick Gossman anyhow. But uh, I'm going to throw out some stuff in social media tomorrow. Ask you, our listeners or our viewers, for your picks. We'll throw out some things like Jays over under. Uh, on wins over or what under was it, 92. 92 and a half, I heard. 92 and a half. I went over. We'll okay. we'll throw that out there. Maybe some other fun things too. Um, you know, maybe first thing that Kevin Barker and I are going to have an argument about, things of that nature. We'll throw that out on social media tomorrow. So pay attention. My Twitter handle is SN Jeff Blair. And uh, I'll, I'll send that out. And then you can call and leave us a voice message. And if you're really nice to us, We'll play it. You're a man of the people? I am a man of the people. And uh, we will get to the back leg line uh, in a few minutes as well. 12.07 is 
Sorry. I keep 12.07 reading. is the first pitch today. Ben Wagner has the call on the radio. The final, thank God, the final game of the Grapefruit League season. Fingers crossed. Nobody the gets hurt. The 15th game against the Philadelphia Phillies this spring. And then That's the okay. Jays will fly off to St. Louis and open the season on Thursday against the Cardinals. We've taken a look at the Rays in the past week. We've taken a look at the Yankees. We've taken a look at the Orioles, something we didn't do going into last year because we thought they stunk so much that there was no need to do it. And now we're going to take a look at the Boston Red Sox with our very good friend Rob Bradford of WEEI in Boston and 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 author, co-author, I should say, along with Joe Kelly of A Damn Near Perfect Game, Reclaiming America's Pastime. Mr. Bradford, good to talk to you as always. Joe Kelly, the Ernest Hemingway of relief pitchers. Yes. So, uh, yes. Uh, uh, how the hell did you, you, how did you hook up with Joe Kelly before we get to the Red Sox? How did you hook up with Joe Uh, Kelly? Well, I mean, I covered him obviously with the Red Sox, but you know, we, you know, then he won it with the Dodgers and and we had this idea of like sort of this, this whole like baseball is good and this show everybody why baseball is good and why it's entertaining. And obviously he has plenty of examples of why baseball is entertaining. And, and we say, well, let's bring other people in like Rob Lowe or Mark Hoppus or Blink-182 or whoever. And just, uh, it's just sort of like here, you know, everybody does not forget why baseball is so good. And, and, and part of it too is, is that he sat down with the commissioner for an entire chapter, which, you know, that transcribing that was a trip. Mm-hmm. That was a trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, because because Joe, I told Joe, I said, you're a good interview. He said, no crap after every second set. <laughs> Actually, and I can, I, I can say this having interviewed. Well, you've talked to Rob a couple of times, too. Every now and then, Rob Rob kind of drops the veneer of the lawyer. And he can he can throw some words around, too, when, when no, he wants. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. Well, I am saying this to buy the book, but... It is, it, it's, it's the, the chapter is verbatim, the conversation. And, and I think that, and, and, I, and, you know, I think Rob has come out, Rob Manfred has come out and said, you know, he, he appreciated it. And, and it, I think for all it's, all it's uh, uneasiness, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did think it humanizes him a little bit. All right. Let's talk about the Red Sox. Um, they've got, I think, I mean, look, I, I, I think my own opinion, I think it's going to be a tough year for them. I love Masataka Yoshida. I'm intrigued to see what he delivers. I'll ask you through spring training to where we are now. What's your read in this team? Can they, can they contend for a postseason spot? Man, you know, I, I've said this, I, in all my springs, I have had, and I've seen almost every game down here. I have less of a read of this team. They, they can, they can, they can. It's like it's like credo of the 2023 Red Sox. Maybe, mm-hmm. sure, I guess. But uh, but everything has to break right. I mean, they do have pieces. He's starting with a starting rotation. I mean, you have Sale and you have Kluber and you have and you have Whitlock and you have this young kid Bayo and and you so you have the pieces. But it's a big if. I mean, Sale is the perfect example of this. I mean, that's the biggest if of all. He's had a great spring, but. Who knows? The guy's thrown like nine times in the last three years. So it's uh, so they 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 can, but the, the problem is, even though they aren't playing the division as much, I just think the division is stronger than ever. And and the other part about with the Red Sox is that you don't have the certainty that you've had in the past. In other words, you don't have Bogarts, you don't have a good JD Martinez, you don't have 
a lot of these guys, you know, it's, at some point you can build around it, but you do need the certainty. And, and right now, Rafael Devers is their certainty. You, you mentioned Chris Sale. Give me a guy nobody's talking about that you're, we should be paying attention to this year. Well, I think Bayo, Brian, this kid Brian Bayo, who's about two weeks behind, but he'll be in the rotation, I think, in April, in the middle of April. He's, he's really, really good. I mean, he's a, he's a shorter guy. He's about Pedro's size, and nobody compares him to Pedro, but his, they, they are starved. They haven't starved for homegrown pitchers for, for years upon years upon years. And this kid like can be legitimately like a top of the rotation guy if everything breaks right. So I think that and Yoshida is the easy one, right? But I think the problem and Jeff, you had said this, like everyone loves Yoshida right now. But the problem is is that everyone automatically thinks he's a superstar because he hit clean up behind Otani and did so well in the WBC. And the reality is that he's probably gonna have to make a ton of adjustments and just be okay. What is your read on Tristan uh, Casas? Oh man, he I, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. And so let me get. So here's the thing. I think actually, first I'll just say this. I think he'll be good. He'll be he'll hit home runs. They need the power. Uh, he won't hit with high average, but he's a very unique individual. And yesterday was another example of this, where he's DHing, and I look down in the sixth inning, and all of a sudden, why the Red Sox are warming up. He's doing wind sprints in the outfield and, <laughs> and practicing leads in the outfield. And, and so I had never seen that. And so I asked him today about it, what, what he was doing. He's like, he, he, said, he, said, he said that I am going to do that if I DH. I'm going to go out in the middle of the game, and I have an at-bat coming up. I am going to warm up in the outfield. Have you guys ever seen anybody do that in nope. a real game? Nope. No. 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 But it's not against the rules. <laughs> no, it's I not. You can do it. Yes, yeah. What's his? Uh, I mean, and I mean this with, with all due respect to him. But you know, reading some some prospect reports on him, other than his uniqueness and his size, what does he do well? And I mean, I just mean that respectfully because nothing really seems to jump out at you. Yeah. Well, the, the idea is that he, he he can be like a thirty home run hitter, and I you know I I think that that could be the case. He's got a really good eye, really good plate discipline. Um, so, you know, this isn't – I don't think this is a big guy who isn't going to hit for power. Mm-hmm. I do think he's going to hit for power. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that the, the uncomfortable part of it might be the batting average. But, you know, in this day and age, that doesn't mean as much, right? Rob, what, yeah. would, what would get the front office off the hook? 78 wins last year. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> are saying the Orioles are going to be better than the Red Sox this year. What what would be the number? Is there a number? Oh, you know, I think I think the number is just is whatever is going to keep them in the conversation and get maybe put some people in the stand that when when August rolls around. You know, I think that that's the biggest thing. And it's funny because we just got back up from Cora, and Cora went on sort of this semi rant about how he's never been more motivated, and people lit mm-hmm. a fire under him like in the off season and. He wouldn't, he wouldn't elaborate. We're all left to guess, but my guess, it, it stemmed from sort of the Houston Astros book, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, I've never seen, I haven't really seen Alex go on that sort of like pointed rant. And obviously it's the last day of spring training, so now we can do it because, you know, here we go. Uh, 
Red Sox fans, they, Kevin made uh, asked you the question about sort of what would constitute a good year for them. Are, are, are they over Z- the Xander Bogart situation now? Or did signing Devers cure that? Or do the Red Sox, do they need to make a big free agent signing at some point in the next year or so? Well, obviously, in the, some point in, in the offseason, next offseason, to, to kind of remove the, uh, the taste of that. No, I, I think that it, uh, how they remove the taste is by winning, uh, mm. flat out. I only think the Devers, the Devers thing was like, they were painted into a corner. They had nowhere to go. They right. had to do it. He, what, his number wasn't going to go down anymore, so they had to keep him. Somebody, you have to wear someone's jersey in the stands, right? And it, right now it's not going to be Trevor Story. So, it's, it's, so they needed that one guy. But in terms of getting past Bogarts, if this formula that they've put out there right now doesn't work, then everyone's going to be like, look, you've got to pay the money. You've got to be like the Dombrowski Red Sox. Right. But if it does work, then they'll say, oh, you know, you pieced it together. Look at them. Rob, really good of you to join Great us, stuff. my friend. Thanks so much. And uh, congrats on the book. Absolutely. Oh, hey, and, and listen, how can we not think about the last day of opening day without thinking Red Sox versus Blue Jays 2008 <laughs> trip to Japan, right? Yes. Suspended game. Oh, my goodness. I, and people have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, it was all I remember is that the last day of, the, of, of spring training, Red Sox were playing the Blue Jays on national TV, and the game was delayed by like three hours because – they they couldn't. It was a big controversy about going to Japan. Again, nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I'm sorry. I'm selfish. That's what I think. <laughs> well, that's your run, man. Thanks for that. Thanks a lot. Be well. All right, thanks. Bye. Yeah, there's a story behind that. They ended sometime. The book is a damn near perfect game, reclaiming, reclaiming America's pastime. Joe Kelly with Rob Bradford. We're getting a lot of love uh, on social media as well. And if you know anything about, well, you, you've, you've heard Rob Bradford. You're familiar with his work. Trust me, Joe Kelly... Um, Joe Kelly's a, let's just say Joe Kelly is a good dude to uh to do a book with. And uh yeah, the chapter in the commissioner is pretty interesting. And I and I always laugh because I've had a chance, like I I had had a chance to talk to Rob when he was not commissioner, when he was kind of Bud Selig's right hand man. And I and I, I admit it, I really, really like him. Uh he was an inordinate amount of help when all the garbage was going on <clears throat> pardon me with with uh with the expos and everything and through some labor things but it is great because people look at him and go ah this guy doesn't like baseball he's kind of boring let me tell you when when he wants to he can he can he can he can throw some words out there with with the best of us believe me question, so question you'd be shocked be red sox finished last in the east no i think it's a given yes i think the orioles are better than them wow do you that's a great question. I, I'm. It, it's it's very hard for me to believe that the Orioles could have back-to-back seasons the way they had last year, be relevant down the stretch. Think the Orioles could do that? Yes. That's a, that's a oh okay. That's a, no, 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 no. That's a big ask okay, for the let Orioles. Me, let me rephrase it. Be relevant down the stretch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Um, about. I think both of those teams are going to be out of it. But I think the Orioles down the stretch. You mean? Yeah, I think the Orioles are going to be. A, yeah, I think the Orioles are going to be a better team. It's a good question. I don't. I. I mean, I just I don't, I don't trust any of the Boston pitchers. I don't. I think it's Boston. Like I, it's for whatever reason. It was I Boston think, last year I, too. I, yeah, but back to back years. Yeah. Although uh, I again we, let's you know let's throw this out there the Boston Red Sox. I, I do remember Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe writing one time that he had never seen a Red Sox team. It was the worst Red Sox team he'd seen 
in a long time, and that was the year they went on to win the World what, Series. What, what, so the Red Sox do have a habit of of, uh, of, you, of pulling stuff out. When you hear a manager say he's hungry. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I think... You're as good as your players. Yeah, but I think that... that uh, I, I think a lot of that may have to do with that Astros book uh, that, that's out. Rob was right. Uh, Alec Cord is not coming. He does not come out of that book looking... Alex. Looking good. I mean, he just doesn't come out of it looking good. Um, well, he wasn't supposed to. No, but... Yeah, my God, we got to we 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 have to oh, yeah. move we have to move on from that thing. We have to move on from that thing at some point. That'll be interesting to see where the Red Sox turn out uh, or or how. They I turn wonder out. people because they're they're giving youth opportunity whether Are they're they? gonna they're well. I think I mean Cassis is young, but I think they're 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 gonna see somewhat what they got in certain they spots. They sent Bobby Dahl back down. Yeah, I mean, but is that a big deal? I'm not sure. That's they've what, got a that's young pitcher. They, they got they got old pitchers. Right. I, th- I think Rob's I right. I think what they're trying to do, honestly, this may be a year where the Red, the Red Sox are going to try to get bums in the seats this year because their ticket sales were down. Uh, they they were not only not only were they a bad team last year, they were completely they were ineffective. That they were they were just there was no reason to like the Boston Red Sox last year if you were a fan. They were boring. They played. There just there was nothing going on. I don't know why I think Chapman playing third, Devers playing first makes sense. Whoa. whoa. Well, I mean, next year, if you're the Blue Jays, you're really thinking about giving Matt Chapman. What are you going to do with Cassis? Uh, like, uh, again, yeah, yeah, this you is, think the, well, I, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I'm talking about a splash. Are they ready to do that? That's my I, point. I don't think. I, I think if you're the Boston Red Sox, if you're going to make a splash, you're, you're going to try to do something more than, than Matt Chapman. Maybe. Um, Four one six. Brain, I think brain cramp. Four one six four one nine three nine five nine. There it is. Is the back leg line. Uh, questions, comments from Mister Barker. We have a uh, caller today, Travis from Saskatoon, home of the Saskatoon Blades. Nice. Love the show, and for me, the regular season starts Wednesday when you guys go to two hours. There you Absolutely go. love hearing you guys talk baseball. Awesome. Kevin, when it comes to Vladdy, last year I know there was a lot of emphasis and uh, a lot of talk about the amount of times he was hitting the ball on the ground. For you, is it strictly just a timing thing with Vladdy and making sure he gets his front foot down on time to get the bat on the right path? Or when you were in Florida, did you see anything or did you talk to anybody that maybe – gave you the sense that there was some emphasis worked on in the off season or at camp that might help Vladdy get the ball in the air a little bit more this season. Thank you. Yeah. You well, that's great, Travis. Thanks for the call. That's a, that's a, that's a great question. And I, and I did hear, which I rolled my eyes at, I got to be honest with you. I did hear that, that Vladdy wants to walk more. Where'd you and, hear this? And, now, and, now, where did and, you hear this? I just went, well, you know, I hear things like he, I don't want to say he's going to try and do that. Like Why? he's not walking to the plate trying to walk, but he will take his walk. And there, that, that's a fine line bet- between him being Vladdy and him trying to be something he's not. And I think last year, me, from what I saw, him hitting the ball on the ground, had no, it, I know everybody, it was the easiest thing to throw it to timing. I think when you've had a monster season and you're an elite offensive player, and I think he is, hip rotation, everything he does getting barrel to ball is elite. Not good, not great, 
elite. People sit around and dream laying in their bed, looking at the ceiling, trying to be Vladdy offensively. I think when you see things around you and expectations are as high as they are with him, I think he tried to expand and hit balls to the moon. And when you do that, you tend to expand. And that's the ball down and away. That's the ball in off the plate. And for me, if he just refines, that's, that is for me a key word. Refine, not try and walk. <laughs> Take your walk and try and walk are two different things. If he just refines what he swings at in early in counts, he will be an offensive player that we haven't seen in – and all of a sudden you're moving the fences in in right center. Oh, Did he have a better year than the year he had when Absolutely. he took a run at the MVP award? Uh, absolutely. I do think the right center field thing is a thing for Vladdy. You know, it is the down and away ball. And I do think you're you're going to see him work on that and try and, you know, create a little backspin, get out in front of that. Everybody thinks with the ball away, you let the ball travel. That's not true, especially with velocity now. You can't let the ball travel. you got to think about, about hitting the ball out in front of your front knee, whether you're a left-handed hitter or a right-handed hitter. Even with the ball away, and I think moving the fences into right center is only going to help a guy like him, help a guy like Bo Bichette, help a guy like George Springer. I think those are big things. So that is it. Travis, that is a great question, and you're paying attention, which is a big deal. I just think, for me, it's not mechanics. It's not timing anymore. It's what you don't swing at. If you don't chase early, and chasing for me, if everybody can close their eyes and picture him last year, early in counts, hitting a ground ball off a sinker from a right-handed pitcher that's about three or four inches in off the plate. If he doesn't do that a lot of the times this year and can force him on the plate, holy moly, it will be elite. But that for me is keeping him elite and occasionally seeing him elite. Did I say that right? Yeah. Makes sense. Even to me. You got Again, don't overthink it. Now it is not mechanic. He's got what he got now mechanically. Now it's refining because the league's adjusted. Sinker in off the plate, slider down and away. I can't cover everything. Mike Trout can't. Don't try. That's my point. If he doesn't try, we're going to see that guy. And that guy takes them could take them to a World Series. Did I say it? Could. Right, did you give away your picks? No. You're not going to pick them to win the division, are you? You're going to chicken out? No. Chicken. You're you talking about? You're they pick, got a, they got pick, a really good team. You're going to pick the Yankees. You're going to go with the default some really, position. There's some really good teams in the American League. There's some really bad teams. That, there are some bad teams. But there's some really good teams. There are some it's very, teams. Baseball, if you've noticed, is very top-heavy. There's some elite, and then there's some, like, you can that's, flip a coin, and they could be under 500. That's been happening. That's been happening that's what's for, wrong with baseball. for years. For a couple of years, more than a couple of years, we've been moving towards that. There are, I mean, we'll talk about this you know more. But, but, but take a look. Take a look. There are teams that have no chance. I should I shouldn't be able to day go look at all the teams and basically say that team has no chance. That team has no chance and there's like 15 of them. You know what? The, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be able to do that. You shouldn't be able to look no. at every, you shouldn't be able to look at every division and go that's the worst team in the division. Yeah. And and the American League East may be the one division where, you know, 
like I said, we, we'll, we'll see what the Red Sox. The Central is going to be the interesting one too, right, with the balanced schedule, and you could see teams fall off cliffs. The National League Central or the AL Central? Both. Nationally. I mean, you got a little both in there. I think the AL Central is going to be interesting. There, there's, uh, there's some – the AL Central I think is going to be a little more interesting. I'm intrigued with the, with the balanced the schedule. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It, it is. It is going to change things. That's for sure. That's we saw. Question, we saw the Travis. graphic. They had an MLB network. The number of fewer fewer games you're playing inside your division, fewer. There's two fewer interleague games. There's. I mean, you're playing more against teams outside your division. And and you know, we had this discussion, right? Does that help the Jays? Does it hurt the Jays? Does it help teams in the American League East? Does it hurt them? Was this the year where you'd rather have those extra games against the Red Sox? compared to extra games against Maybe the White Sox, Maybe top-heavy teams, if they play their game, it's not always about yeah. who they're playing. Mm. <sighs> One more game. One more Grapefruit League game. 12.07 first pitch today. It's just around the corner. Ben Wagner will have the call of the game for you. The Jays take on the Phillies. Of course it was the Phillies. You knew it was the Phillies. Why don't you even say that? Jays travel to St. Louis. They have tomorrow off. John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, joins us tomorrow. Two hours of Blair and Barker starting at 10 tomorrow on Sportsnet 590. Fan Sportsnet 360. If you're listening via podcast, please leave us a nice review. Five-star review would be nice for Jen, Mark, Lance, and Kevin. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.